and delicious. Welcome to the SEO Rant. I am your host, Morty Overton. You might know me better as the official liaison to the SEO community, but I will remind you, as I do with each and every episode, this has absolutely freaking nothing to do with that. This is pure, unofficial Morty magic. Where can you find the SEO Rant? You can find it um, at the SEORant.com. That was rocket science. You can find it at SEO at SEO Rant on Twitter, on Stitcher, on Spotify, on SoundCloud, on iTunes, wherever great, mediocre, and completely terrible podcasts are found. We are there. Today, for your listening pleasure, he is the SEO director at Search Discovery. He is the host of his own podcast with way better graphics than mine, the Page 2 podcast, which if you have not listened to that, you most definitely should. He is, God forgive me for inviting a Browns fan, but he's a Browns fan. I mean, the team's name is literally shit. That's amazing. But hey, he's Jacob Stoops. How are you? I'm great. And I just have to say your your uh, intro is so much better than mine. You've got a much better, uh, much better radio voice. Good, good pipes. I, I enjoyed it. And yes, I am. A, I am a Browns fan. I've been a Browns fan all my life. Uh, sometimes I, I get upset with my my dad for raising me that way. <laughs> uh, and I, like, why can't why couldn't I be a fan of a better team? But I will say we have a two game winning streak against your Pittsburgh Steelers. Hey, hey, listen, we brought back our former raping, immobile, com- <laughs> completely inept out of the pocket at this point quarterback Ben Roethlisberger so yeah basically you're right we're we're in trouble you guys and you signed him for you you signed on for more of that yeah yeah we signed him for another year hey yeah uh, maybe we'll have a better offensive line and or a running back this year doubtful that would be that would be nice <laughs> cool so what, what, what do we want to talk about what well, okay yeah, let's not, let's not do this. I did this on your we did this on your podcast we talked about football for yeah. like a half hour let's not do that okay um, no, the question is, what do you want to talk about? I mean, I know we have a topic. I'm not that informal, but take it away. What are we talking about today, Jacob? Well, we will talk about content content strategy, but I, I do want to tell you how my week is going uh, because I think it's, uh, it's interesting and it's just a microcosm of SEO life. So fresh Monday morning coming off a great weekend. And guess what? My... A uh, nationally known brand, I won't say who they are, de-indexes their entire site. No. That's Monday morning. <laughs> so was it it's, Pornhub? Uh, no, <laughs> no, it was not Pornhub. Uh, okay. So that's my, my Monday morning. Uh, I, basically, it was a drop everything, 10 alarm, fire, their organic traffic went almost down to zero, which like they're a national brand. That is like a, that is the biggest holy shit of holy shit moments. <laughs> like, okay, what happened? Uh, and luckily we caught it fairly soon and we were able to rectify, but essentially, and uh, don't ever do this. So if you're a big site and you are getting a lot of traffic, do not, uh, well, one, have, an, have enough server capacity to handle the traffic. And two, if you're getting so much traffic that your servers are overwhelmed, do not serve a 403 forbidden status code. Do not do that. Like there's the 503 uh, for a reason. And basically they were 
getting overloaded by by too much uh, too much traffic, and so like their uh, mechanism that went in place, which they had recently uh, they had recently pushed, uh, and we immediately had them roll it back, was to respond uh, to all bots with a 403 forbidden go away status code, and Google responded by going saying, away. Well, we're 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 not going to index your site. Uh, right. We're taking right. it all out. Wow. So, so that's wow. Monday. Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, that, that that that's not even the well, that's probably the worst, but I have I have a I have another story as well for Tuesday. By the way, um, <clears throat> could have used Wix. It wouldn't have happened. Just yeah. saying. Just saying. They, they absolutely could have in your no, right, no, no. I'm just no. different folks, different strokes, different CMS for everybody. But uh no, that wouldn't have happened. I'm just saying. Yeah. So Tuesday comes around, different client. Uh, we are working on a major migration for them. And I, we're, we're kind of having, you know, it's just one of those, you know, big organizations where there's like a lot of, a lot of red tape, uh, a lot of stakeholders there, you know, there's IT, there's marketing, and then there's us, the external, the external agency. Yep. And, you know, we've been having, having a little bit of trouble kind of getting in communication with IT. And we, you know, we finally are able to kind of see the site and we look at it. And we realize, and, and keep in mind, like they're not far away from launch that no SEO best practices, even like the most basic stuff, like uh, like meta descriptions, page titles, canonical tags, like uh, anything like that, uh, URL structure, it, it's just not there. Uh, so, you know, we provide that feedback and we say, hey, um, we think you've got problems. Uh, and, 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 and our... God bless our direct team. Like they're they're in full agreement, right? Right. So they take that to the IT team. That's and always the how IT... it is, by the way. Like the people you're directly <laughs> working with, they're always on board. They they are, and they're good people. Uh, and I'm not saying the IT team is is not good people, but once you hear kind of what they kind of responded with, like so not a great way to like have a good relationship, right? So they um, you know they kind of came back and said, look. Uh, I'm actually surprised that there's any feedback at all because we have very clearly followed Google's best practices. And I said, oh, oh, okay. Oh, all right. Well, I'm, I'm not seeing that. Uh, and, and by the way, here's the document that we've been reading off of. So I opened the document expecting it to be like the, um, the PDF that they had a couple of years ago where it's like, um, uh, SEO for beginners, something like, I forget what the exact document was, was called. And it is the Google Ra quality raters guidelines. And they said, we follow the Google quality raters guidelines to a T. So our SEO should be, should be, there should be no issues. We followed it to a T. That's really good. I mean, that's I great said, for, you know, for content authority, maybe, and all that good stuff. Yeah. And and then like, and I don't expect like my direct team uh, that I'm working with on the client side to know what that document is or know that it exists or, or like even what to make of it. So like, it's an exercise in having to say like, um, well, that's good if you're a quality rater, but it doesn't necessarily cover every single thing that you need to be thinking about for your site in particular. Right. And then it gets even it gets even better, right? That's not even like the tip of the iceberg. Like they're having conversations with IT who's like resistant to the idea of listening to an SEO agency because he believes that any recommendation that we 
you know, that we send across the fence would be to our benefit because we're trying to make money. Snake oil, selling snake oil. Snake oil. So the, the you know, the SEO industry reputation bites us in the ass again. Nice. <laughs> bites us in the ass again. And um, yeah, so, you know, we're doing our best to try to make that relationship work, but it's very clear, like, Oh man, it's gonna that's be a terrible. Tough, it's going to be a tough one. <laughs> and that, I mean, that, that type of stuff happens. There's a natural like skepticism, uh, you know, that, that comes from, you know, IT and developers all the time that we as SEOs have to overcome. Right. So this is, this is nothing that, uh, you know, I haven't had to deal with before, but like, this has been a, an interesting week where, you know, Monday, big, you know, big fire Tuesday, you know, get that, that classic skepticism coming from, from it. So like, all right, today's Wednesday. What's, what's next? <laughs> what's next? Yeah. Oh, well, it could be worse, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So you're going to get three. So that's two rants. So now I have, I'm gonna get... I, nice. So I have an angry Jacob soup today. Perfect. Yeah, like I'm a little, that, cr- a little cranky. This is exactly <laughs> what I want for my guests. I want the worst things to happen to you before you show up on the show and use that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll make it work. We'll do our best. We'll make it work. But geez, I I'm mean, sorry, just, man. Yeah, just once. I, can you know, can we have like an easy, non-contentious relationship where everybody gets along and treats each other professionally? I know a guy just from once. the old neighborhood who breaks kneecaps if you want. Yeah, that's right. You are from uh from from, from Brooklyn uh, originally. Brooklyn. Yeah. 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 Let's do that. Yeah, let's do it. Let's right. set it up. Let's set it up. Call it well, in. Yeah, you know, you're, cool. you're you're a mob movie fan. You know about this. I I am. I uh you know, it's people think I'm uh, especially my family thinks I'm uh, very weird, but yes, I'm a big mob movie fan, very mud. I'm a history buff in general, Ooh, me too. but like the the oh, history man. of the the mafia from like where it started to the actual creation of the modern uh families in New York and the proliferation across the country, like I think that as bad as some of those stories are that they're really really fascinating yeah, there's um, a whole documentary on netflix i'm sure you've seen this no there yeah the uh fear um, city some, yeah i yeah. have finished, watching, I finished city. watching that yeah that was really cool yeah yeah it was it was interesting um i think there are better better documentaries that tell like a more uh more of the story but it was right. definitely oh. certainly well send that my well way made okay wait so we have to yeah. actually talk about what we, we came here to talk about yes which, which is content uh, and content strategy and content optimization, content and SEO and how they play together. Right. Yeah. Uh, this is, this is definitely an area where I've got, um, a big longstanding kind of bone of contention with how it usually goes. I love bones of contention. What is, <laughs> what is your, what is your bone it, of contention? It's just done all wrong. It's yes. done all wrong. Almost every time, all the time. Um, you know, I have a, you know, a recent example where like, I'm, you know, I, I'm brought on to a specific account, fresh to the account and without really like talking strategy, it's, uh, it's immediately, all right, we need three pieces of content per week, every week for the rest of the year. And I'm like, say what, yeah. huh? Three, why, why three? That's a lot. That's a lot of content why not, every week. Why not 10? Why not one? Why not <laughs> six? Why three? What's behind three? Uh, so like immediately, like, I'm like, um, okay. Uh, you know, I don't know if that's the best way to, 
the best way to go about things. What's the strategy? I don't know. We just need three pieces of content per week. That's what we promised to leadership. So how soon can you start producing three pieces of content per week? Um, so like, you know, I kind of like have to say like, uh, I don't think that's the way that we're going to work. Like, let's talk about strategy first. Um, and, and so like this, this is just a classic case. This happens over and over again in the, in the industry. Um, or it, you know, it's a situation where it's like, okay, I want this page to rank for this query and this, this particular query, this gets, this query gets a ton of volume. Well, right. it's not relevant to your business. Have you even looked at the search results? Uh, have you looked at the search results? Like they're all really, really informational and your page is really like low funnel conversion oriented, like, or your page is, it's like a, a product details page. I don't think it's going to stand a chance to rank and you don't <laughs> want me fitting a bunch of informational content into this page. Right. So it's in, in the way that it's typically approached uh, it is often backwards, right? Uh, it's, you know, we, you know, as an organization want to rank for, for this keyword, or we've produced this piece of content and then it's launched. And then you tap the SEO on the shoulder and say, Hey, go optimize this. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, I can't do that. That's not how it works. Like, okay. Do you want me to like stuff keywords in? That's not going to work. That's not going to help anybody. Yep. Um, and you know, usually when that happens, I say, Oh, okay, don't expect much. We might get lucky, but I wouldn't expect much. I'll give you a page title. I'll give you a, a piece of, uh, you know, a meta description. I might make a, a little suggestion here, but I'm, I'm telling you, you're doing it all wrong. Um, and usually the way that I kind of try to turn things around when I'm, when I'm give, being fed that as an SEO, when it's kind of past the point of being able to help somebody is like, I have to say like, look, we're not effective when we're brought in at the end. This is not going to work. It's not going to work out well. You're not going to get what you want. The only way that we're really going to be very effective is if we go way further upstream, right? And we help you build the strategy and we help you discover like, okay, you've got a specific uh, uh, thing that you want to rank for, or you've got specific types of queries. Let me go and figure out what are all of the queries in your in your ocean and then help you figure out where should you actually be fishing, right? So, and I, I try to break it down for clients like, okay, the first part of the strategy is discovery, right? How big is the ocean uh, of things that you should be wanting to rank for? And then, you know, where should you fish? What's your strategy? Uh, and how can you execute? right? Because uh, execution is the part that most people focus on. And there's kind of a critical kind of sub process that I have that I use for execution. And then of course, you know, people think that once content is created, it's done. All right, move on to the next one. Well, it's, it's not. Once you put it out there, it's, you should be kind of an evergreen sort of sort of strategy. So how do you integrate it with your marketing efforts, right? Some people think of the content as, oh, that's just SEO content. We don't want anybody to see it. We don't need to integrate it into our website or marketing. It'll just do what it needs to do. Well, no, that doesn't work. Uh, so how can you how can you integrate it with your with your website, with your marketing? How can you integrate it into your promotion? And most importantly, 
how can you measure how well it's doing? Uh, do you take time to measure? And from there, once you have an idea of how well it's doing, um, how do you go re-optimize and make adjustments to the page? Because, you know, your first attempt at a piece of content is only going to get you probably so far. And then it probably becomes an exercise in, and not probably, it does become an exercise in, in making tweaks and optimizations and enhancements. Uh, and you have to consider that an asset on your site is a long-term investment that you continually have to, you know, make, you know, make deposits to. Um, when it comes to discovery, like in just going all the way back to the beginning, this is the place where we're, where we begin to be very valuable as SEOs. And it's a place that is, that is often missed because we are only brought in, in the execution, uh, in the execution phase or after, yep. uh, and discovery is where I like to cast, uh, and, and if I'm beginning an SEO strategy, this is where I like to cast like a huge net and do just a, a huge amount of research, whether that's keyword research, competitive research. Like I said, I like to use the analogy to discover how big is the ocean of things that I want to rank for? What does the ocean look like? Uh, and a great example um, that I've used for a client who was kind of in the business uh, business field is, all right, business, that's a big ocean. That's a lot of stuff you can talk about. Uh, and then, you know, as you kind of capture what are what's the ocean look like in terms of queries that you might want to rank for, then you have to put some strategy around it. Like, okay, well, what am I specifically well-suited to target? And in, yep. and in the case of the example I just gave, business, this, my particular client was well-suited to target startups, specifically startups and everything about startups. So we said, all right, startups, let's really hone in on that. And that's the category or subcategory within this larger business category that we want to own. And then we started prioritizing, what are all the types of startup queries that we want to rank for? Okay. And we prioritized them. All right. Here's, here's number one. Um, Startup consulting. Uh, that I, I forget what what the top one was, but we'll just use that as an example. All right. So you're working with a copywriter, somebody to say we've got to create a new startup consulting asset, right? Uh, and then a lot of times the copywriter will just go away and write and come right. back to you right. and say, "Is this good?" And what I hate to do is have, have had a copywriter go away and write and come back to me with something. And I have to say, no, you got to rewrite that. That's <laughs> not, that doesn't stand a chance to rank. Um, in, in the way that I find that is really kind of best case scenario is one, to develop a repeatable plan, but two, give the copywriter before they put pen to paper, a brief, give them a brief of what it's going to take to rank in this case for startup consulting. And how do you get that brief? Uh, and this is like my biggest bone of contention about the entire process. Drum roll. Nobody, drum roll, da, 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 da. <laughs> nobody actually goes out and looks at the search result. Yes. Like, that's the biggest miss. Go look at the no one search result. Yeah. Wait, 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 so, but I have a tool. Yeah, you have a tool. Well, the tool <laughs> isn't going to always tell you like who's ranking and why. It's telling so, me intent. It's telling me it's a navigational intent here and a commercial intent. I, know, I even know intent now. Yeah, but that's like all <laughs> pie. That's pie in the sky sort of stuff. And, you know, I really advise everybody when you're working with a copywriter, you're trying to rank for something, go see who's already ranking. Uh, and I, I tend to believe that who is already ranking, no matter what you want to say about them, 
Google is rewarding those sites for a reason. So your job as an SEO is to figure out what is that reason? Why are they being rewarded with a top ranking? And not only that, what do you have to do to create a piece of content or, or a page on your site that warrants supplanting them? So yep. you have to go and figure out like, okay, uh, for whatever query, I see these 10 sites, these 10 sites ranking, what are they all talking about? What type of a piece of content is it? What, you know, if you look at each of the sites that are ranking, what subtopics do they mention? How do they use media, graphics, tone, how everything. Long, tone, how long is their content? And people get hung up on word count. And I see word count is 45 point, if, right, 45. 45. So I see word count is one data point among many. And I see word count as not something that is a hard and fast rule that you can't rank with a short page or a, a long page. It's more of just a data point that if you go to a search result, and this is just my opinion, I'm sure people will scorch me for it. If you go to a search result and the average word count of all of the content that is ranking is 1500 words. And let's say some are along the lines of 600, some are along the lines of 4,000, but the average is 1,500. Uh, and you come to the party with a 200-word article because you just arbitrarily decided that 200 words is the length that you're going to hit no matter what, um, you're probably not going to stand much of a chance because everybody else is seeming, based on their word counts, to go into a lot more depth than you are. So I see word count is just an indication of depth, yeah. not a specific number. It's just get, get you yourself in the ballpark. Right. Yep. Uh, and, and that, that's like, that brings me a, a, to another tangent. Uh, when you're working with copywriting copywriters or copywriting uh, companies, they all work based on word counts. So a lot of times when I'm seeing um, you know, when I'm seeing agreements, you know, with copywriting uh, companies or copywriters, it's, hey, we're contracted to produce eight 200 word articles per month. And, and I'm like, you're writing for SEO, right? Well, how do you know that 200 words is going to be what you need until you research the query? That's it's in, in the contract. contract. So like I constantly find myself having to like push back and say like, look, I know that it's not how you typically work. But this piece of content is going to require a little bit more effort because of X, Y, and Z. And you, and anyway, so you hand them the brief and then they have an understanding before they put pen to paper, what do they actually need to write in order to create a piece of content that is at least as good as the content that is already ranking. So that's the floor. You got to be at least as good. Yeah. And then, and then you have to figure out. Yeah, then you have to figure out like, okay, how can I be better? Because I have to supplant them. This is a zero sum game. And how can I add my, and I hate to say it like this, my uh, my swizzle, my value proposition, whatever so, my- Do you use any, my, when you talk to clients, you have to add swizzle here? Swizzle, yes, add your swizzle. Uh, basically it's okay, you, you're trying to produce a better piece of content and a piece of content that speaks to your company, your brands, uh, uh, unique value propositions, selling yep. points, whatever the case may be, uh, something that makes you stand out. Um, why is your content different and better? Um, and I think uh, Joe Hall on, on my podcast once said, like when it comes to ranking, you if you want to rank number one, you, you have to produce the best piece of content in the world on the subject. And Correct. that's the bar, right? Yep. 
Um, that's the bar. So whoever's ranking there, they're producing the best pieces of content in the world. So how can you meet that floor and be better? Uh, and then of course, like, you know, uh, no business plan survives contact, the first contact with customers. So of course your first attempt may not get you all the way there, which makes it really important to do all those things post-launch, like integrate it, iterate, measure, uh, and, and go back and re-optimize yeah. it. It's not just a, a static piece of yep. content and it's kind of a living, breathing thing once you once you publish it. So that's my spiel about content strategy. I think it's done all backwards. And I spend a lot of time fixing the process uh, as opposed to optimizing any single piece of content. It's more like, let's get this process nailed down and then let's make it repeatable and sustainable. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I... I wish I had like another group of like, you know, engineers and then we all stand up and clap and like, you know, do some shouting like it's Pat McAfee or something. But right. that was, oh, dude, you're speaking my language, man. Yeah. It's first of the, uh, I don't know where to start with this. First off, okay, let, let's just like throw some things out there. Hot takes, hot takes from what you just said. Not every site, not every page can rank for every keyword. Sometimes you can't rank for that. That's yep. not how, that's, this is not how it works. It's not yep. always possible. Which is like I don't I don't know why that is, but we you when you talk to SEOs, you get the sense, well, yeah, you know, if you if you optimize this well enough, you can rank for anything. No. It's almost like when you're a little kid, you can be whatever you want to be when you grow up. Can I be Superman? <laughs> of course you can. Yeah. So it's no. kind of like that. Um. Oh man. Okay. All right. So the the, the idea that sh content strategy is not part of SEO is insane to me. Yeah. It's sometimes, uh, you know, like it can exist in a, you know, separately, but it's no, it works course. best. It works best when you've got the teams all working and pulling together and, and, you know, uh, especially if you're trying right to build topical authority, right? You yeah. can't build topical authority one page at a time. It's not how that works. Yeah. It's not so possible. It, it, it works best when it's all, when all the pieces are working in harmony, but that's rare. And my last uh, hot really take. Rare based off what you said is the content writing agencies or whatever you want to call them. I hate them. <laughs> I don't think it makes any sense. Okay. No, no, let's, let's, let's roll this back for a second. Okay. Sure. Let's say, I don't know. Um, you are a, you're a mechanic. Mm -hmm. Now I work at a content um, um, production facility, basically a content sweatshop where you just churn out content in a dungeon somewhere. And I know nothing about cars. I, I'm, I am the worst. I am literally the worst. I know how to change. I know how to change. I know how to change my oil. I know how to check my oil. I know how to refill the, the windshield wiper thing, that stuff, that my brake fluid, and fill my tires. I'm not exactly sure what pressure to fill them to, but I put it at 35 PSI. Is that correct? I don't really know. There is a sticker inside the door I know, but I don't bother checking it. I am the jackass who's going to write your content about a car mechanics. Yeah. That make any sense? No, I mean, I think, you know, I'm trying to put myself in the place of in the shoes of copywriters and I wouldn't expect them, you know, they're good at what they do for a reason, right? They're good at copywriting. I wouldn't necessarily expect them to know all of the ins and outs of like a proper SEO process. That being said, if you're working with marketing uh, organizations very often, I, of course, it behooves you to, to learn about what it is that they do now. 
when it comes to pricing, I see a lot, like I said, that have a, uh, a, they set their pricing by a specific number of pieces at a specific word count. And that's, that's certainly what they think they have to do in order to, um, you know, secure the right amount of resources for a specific amount of, uh, amount of time and stay profitable. And, you know, from a business perspective, I get that. Um, what I would advise most of them to shift to when they're writing for SEO. Landing pages. Be... Don't write blog content. <laughs> <laughs> well, it would be more along the lines of just focus on not the number of pieces, but what word count you're going to provide that month. And if you say you want, you provide 5,000 words for a company per month, that may get you a little, or it may get you a lot, but you base that on what the needs of the query are. So if you're finding that you're going after a query that requires that much depth, then okay, that company gets one piece of content per month. If you're finding the next month that, you know, your 5,000, your 5,000 word count that you're charging for, which you can then set aside the business resources to, and the writers to, dedicate to that, that's, you know, going to get you three pieces of content because you research and find that that will cover the, the SEO needs based on the user intent of the query for three pieces of content. Okay. You get three pieces of content. So right. it, it would be like a more inconsistent level of production, but you would be way more on point for the intent and the needs of the, the query. Um, I would also suggest being you know, way more open to working with SEOs and, and letting them, you know, lead you from a research standpoint. Uh, but then of course, bringing your expertise, you know, with particular, particular industries, your Correct. writing style, your knowledge of brand voice and brand guidelines. I think that's where copywriters can really stand out. If they yeah. I know. I think if you have a niche copywriter, expertise. yeah, I'm not, yeah, let me, yeah. let me, let me scale that back. I'm not cramping on all copywriters. Yeah. <laughs> No, if you have an expertise and that's what you write about, then, then, then fine. My, my general point is like, if you're going to have a copywriter write for you, there needs to be some level of expertise or intricate involvement because you're the business owner. You have the expertise in the writing process with them so they can write it, but you have to be behind it. Um, oh, there was another thing, another hot take that I had. And I totally, man, it was a good one too. And I totally forgot it. Oh, well. Oh, well. That sucks. It's lost. It's lost forever. Now I'm trying to talk and remember at the same time and it's not happening, man. Okay. Well, that was great. How do you, do you feel better now? That was a rant, man. That was a real rant. Yeah. I don't know how that compares to your other rants, but it always Very feels good. good. It feels good to get it kind of out of my, out of my system. Now I'm just going to, now I'm going to go, uh, you know, go ha have a drink. <laughs> I'm done for the day. I'm done for the day. I'm going to go have a drink and uh, kick my shoes off because, uh, you know, I've gotten my rant out. Now I can, uh, now I can focus. I'm, I'm happy I'm to, I'm happy to help you. Right? Yeah, there you go. It's good. I'm here to be in a cathartic experience for you. That's, that's exactly what you need sometimes uh, in this industry for sure. Yep. So, where can people find you? Yes. Uh, so as, uh, you know, as you mentioned, I run a podcast. Uh, we are coming up on 70 episodes uh, pretty soon. Uh, we'll be, we're in season three. So it's the page two podcast. So you can find me page two podcast.fm. 
Uh, we talk a lot about the SEO industry from the angle of what it's like to be an SEO and common stories. So a lot of the stuff that I talked about at the beginning, where the day-to-day -day kind of trials and tribulations and experiences, we go pretty deep on, on that stuff. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter, just at Jacob Stoops. I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, those are the main places that I, you know, that I kind of hang out, but you know, my Twitter is mostly, uh, for SEO talk and, uh, you know, sports Browns, uh, right, don't expect right, too much Browns. more from me. Uh, yeah. So those are, that's where you can find me. You can hear me talking, uh, pretty much every, every week on the page two podcast. And I highly recommend that you check it out. Okay. So until then, when can you find the next episode of the SEO rant? Who the hell knows? I told you there's no set schedule. So subscribe wherever you can consume your podcast. It makes sense to subscribe because there is no set schedule. You'll be automatically notified. Not a marketing trick. It actually kind of just makes sense. Until then, check us out at theseorant.com. And thank you again, Jacob, for coming on. Thank you for having me. And toodles. We're done.